Good day, y'all. Welcome to episode 19 of the Aaron Wayne Podcast. A little bit of everything on this one, guys. Talk about getting back into running. Recorded this podcast right after Quick Little 5K. Talk about watching Hamilton. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Last week's podcast was an interview with my buddy, Logan, who ran 100 miles in 24 hours. So I reviewed that a little bit. Talk about books that I'm reading right now. Talk about a trip that my wife and I took to Texas where she had to get emergency surgery and what our plans are for this summer to make up for the fact that we missed out on a little bit on our travel. So as you're ready, strap in. Here we go. What's up, guys? Hopefully you guys are doing well. Ooh, microphone's sensitive today. Just got back from a run. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I interviewed my friend who ran 100 miles. He did it in 24 hours, which is just crazy. And so now I'm super jacked on running. So I'm like in my running clothes and uh, I need to take a shower. But I told myself I was going to do a podcast. Mondays I do podcasts. So here I am doing a podcast with you guys. So hopefully you guys are doing well. And uh, check out that podcast, man. He talks about how... He ran a hundred miles in under 24 hours, which is just bananas to me, which is like a super, I said it in the podcast, like if you were to guess if you, right now, a little interactive podcasting, take a guess how many people you think have done a hundred mile race in under 24 hours. That's an easy Google thing. I could Google that, but I'm not going to do it. I think it might be 50,000 people and at most 250,000 people, which is just crazy. So I was thinking about interviewing people and I really enjoy doing the solo podcast, like doing this thing and just doing like learning about myself and what I think and interacting with people. I've been getting a lot of good feedback on the podcast, but I also know a lot of really cool people. Like I have a friend who is really versed on crypto and he's, he's been teaching me about NFTs. Like if you saw a couple podcasts back, all the stuff I know about NFTs, like I'd say maybe 40% of it I learned from him. And so I might have him on. That's what I've been thinking about. But I've been getting back into running, man. I missed it. I forgot how much I missed it. Um, I've been doing the treadmill. I've been crushing miles on the treadmill. And the cool thing about the treadmill is I've been reading. I'm reading this book, Anti-Fragile uh, Anti right now by Nassim Taleb, which could probably have been... 100 pages instead of the 300 pages that it is uh, so like this is the thing that happens in the nonfiction world people write a book and then they make their thesis they use their supporting evidence and they just keep banging away with supporting evidence and i get enough of that as an english teacher so i'm sort of burnt out on this book but the thesis is solid which is that we should be building systems and structures that are anti-fragile not resilient because resilient things break down over time and require maintenance but things that are anti-fragile get stronger from stressors. For example, I'm running and you know, when you get back into running, it's the first mile sucks and it's always tough. Um, and that's actually consistent, whether you're running a 5k or a five mile or a 10k, whatever. But the human body is inherently anti-fragile. So when we apply stress to the body, it becomes stronger in order to compensate for those stressors. And so thinking about building systems that are anti-fragile, I don't know how to, that applies necessarily to my life, but it's, I haven't found much practical application other than fitness and wellness. But I think that it's a worthwhile idea to have like in your head and to be working with. So I don't know. We're off to the races, man. I'm gonna have a sip of coffee. What do you think? I looked on my YouTube. Nobody's watching this on YouTube, but I'm recording it anyway on video. Mm. 
cold coffee. I brewed that this morning. <laughs> Left it there for myself. So watched Hamilton. Have you guys seen Hamilton? It's the second time I watched it, and it was just as good the second time. Did I cry? Yeah, a little bit. When Hamilton dies at the end, spoiler alert, it's history. It's history. If you don't know that Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton died in a duel by Aaron Burr, another famous Aaron, maybe one day I'll be more famous than Aaron Burr. Probably not, but I don't want to be famous for the reason that he did. He ended up killing a potential leader of the free world. But I watched Hamilton again, and it is as good. It's like the hype of things oftentimes gets in the way of enjoying it, but the hype of Hamilton is totally on task. Like it is, it is as good as everybody says it is. <clears throat> and I've been I, just like waiting for the world to open back up because I think that would be an awesome, it made me want to see theater again. Like I miss seeing live performances. I love going to concerts and I love going to stand up and shows like that. But there's something about theater where they create a space that is like you get totally absorbed into it and that's when we're like fully living our lives. There's this thing that performance does that takes us out of our thinking mind and puts us into a participatory experience that allows us to let go of all of the things that we worry about on the day to day. And TV is like, a, and podcasts are a sort of, I want to say simulacrum. Is that the word? So I don't know. It's like a, it's like a, it's sort of like it's close to, but not the same as. So it gives us a similar sensation of being absorbed into media, but being at the theater is a completely different experience. Some of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Katie and I went to this play. Um, I think we might've still been in college, maybe shortly thereafter. And it was in, so I live in Blacksburg, Virginia, which is there's a, Virginia tech is right down the road from me. So there's all this like beautiful art uh, and theater performance and stuff that happens at the university. And we went to see this play and I had no idea what it was about, but it was like $8 a ticket. So we were like, let's go have a date night. We go to the theater, the lights come down and this is pre COVID. So it's like densely packed and everybody's like excited for the show and the lights go down. And then this, this person shows up on stage and it's lit and it's just a white mask. You know, you guys remember the Jabberwockies from like you think you can dance or American Idol or one of those like cheesy ABC shows, the Jabberwockies, they were like popping and locking and doing their thing. Um, it was one of those masks. So it's completely like androgynous and featureless white mask. And the rest of the bodies were, uh, uh, they were, their wardrobe made it look like it was just the face. And then the lights start to change and you see that their bodies are like these metallic strange. And then it was like a seven minute battle of this other character coming on scene on, on stage. And then they just had this like epic dance battle and it was insane. I don't even remember what the play was about, but I remember that. And I remember sitting at the edge of my seat, like, Oh my God, kind of like avatar. We, um, we, um, took, took, or were given uh, a Disney plus login. So this is why I'm talking about Hamilton. And I watched Avatar again. If you haven't seen Avatar, one, yeah, it's super cheesy. But then two, it gave me this overwhelming sense of, it gave me two really heavy emotions. One, this dread for what humans are doing to the planet. And then another side of it, which is that 
like we have so much capacity if we're spending time in natural places to actually commune with the energy that the planet exudes. And like, that sounds so hippy dippy and like far out burning man stuff. But if you're standing in the woods and you're just allowing yourself to be quiet for a while, you can feel the energy of the woods of the trees and of the dirt and the sun and all of these things. It takes some time to like let yourself be calm enough to experience it, but those things are there to be had. And Avatar brought that back to me. And it brought to me that like so much of what the yoga world tries to do is tries to create community of like-minded people who are willing to explore those sort of subtle experiences that again, doesn't have to be like the idea of prana, like life force runs through everything. It can just be paying attention and noticing how your body experiences being in different places. And the yoga world is like constantly trying to cultivate a community of like-minded people who are into those sorts of things. So avatar just like, yeah, brought tears. My I'm, I've been crying a lot at movies lately. <laughs> I'm a big cry baby. Sometimes I cry at commercials, you know, that's a real thing. So yeah, man, crushing it. Looking forward to uh, getting back on the road this summer. Katie and I have been planning our summer road trip. The van needs a few modifications and a few upgrades, but I think we're going to do another road trip. Last summer, so every summer, my wife Katie and I go on a road trip because we're both public school teachers, and we finished building out our van last year, and it's you know it's decked out. It's got a bathroom and a shower and a kitchen, and it's got everything you need. It's just a tiny home on wheels. And we've owned it for the last two years. The first year we just took it to around and like stayed in an air mattress with a folding table and like a little Coleman two burner stove with a screw on propane tank. And then after that, we spent a year like putting solar panels on it, having a queen size bed, water, everything like it's decked out tiny home on wheels, the most dope thing I've ever built. And last summer was our maiden voyage with that full rig. And we traveled and had a blast and we get halfway across the country. We get to Texas and we start, uh, we go to places in Austin. We're having a good time. And then we go to, I think it's San Antonio. That's just South of Austin. We go to San Antonio and we like walk the river. I think that's the Rio Grande river and we get street tacos. And then we go, cause we have a, like, we're not staying in San Antonio. There wasn't really any good places to stay. And like the places we went were mildly sketchy. So, um, we just wanted to get out into the wilderness. So I found a place in the woods or in the desert rather that has beautiful sunrise. And this app that I use said that there are wild Rams that'll like walk through this place and in the mornings and the sun comes up. So, you know, come 10 o'clock, we're like, all right, nine o'clock we're PM we're, we're rolling and we go and we go towards this place. And Katie's like, I'm not feeling really well. So she goes to lay down in the back of the van and uh i'm driving it's like a two-hour drive so i'm podcasting and stuff and she's like increasingly uncomfortable in the back she's like i really don't feel well i worry that i have appendicitis and i'm like well okay like let's we're, we're driving and then she starts googling her symptoms we get to the campground and i talked about this a little bit on the podcast last time i feel like that's maybe why i'm trying to like tell this story again because i'm trying to tell it in a context that wasn't as quick so we get to the campground and Katie's like i'm really not feeling well and um so we both like Google and we're remote. We're in the desert, right? 
and we look, we're outside looking at the stars. She's like, I don't feel well. I'm going to go lay back down. And we start Googling her symptoms. It's like, she might have, it's like a 70% chance she has appendicitis and we're in the middle of nowhere. But you know, the symptoms were onset in like the span of like two hours. So we were thinking, okay, she might have an upset stomach. If she does have appendicitis, it's not going to rupture overnight. Um, and we met, I mean, tell me in the comments, like, is this, was this a terrible decision or not? I don't know. I mean, it worked out fine, but like, should I have made a different decision? Let me know. But we go to bed. She wakes up in the morning. She gets sick. I'm like, okay, this is probably a big deal. So I start driving and it's like three in the morning. I start driving. I'm like in my underwear in the front of the van, bleary eyed. And these massive rabbits are running across the street and there's cactus all over the place. And so I'm driving for a couple hours. We get to this super janky hospital in the middle of nowhere. And um, it's COVID, right? I completely forgot that it was COVID. So I, we show up and I'm not, even, not wearing a mask. And she and the, all the doors are locked. There's only one door to this hospital. The town was called Iran, Texas. And I think the population was, we looked it up later was the population of the entire town was smaller than the high school that I went to. So we get there, they let us in, they can't, they, they're like, sounds like appendicitis. The doctor wasn't even there. So we get there, the nurse is like, okay, we're going to call the doctor. And in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's like, in, he's working with another patient or he's on another floor. turns out there was only one floor to this hospital. It was like a, it was like a community center. Like it was super tiny. And they call the doctor and I'm like, okay, cool. Let's get him in here. And I see him like walk in the front door and like, boop, boop, like beep his car, like lock his car. I'm like, Oh, homeboy wasn't even here. There wasn't even a doctor in the hospital. And so he gets there and he is a total space cadet. Like he, apparently he went to school in Virginia, which at, like begs the question, how did he end up in this town of a thousand people? And as he's talking more and more, it sounds like he, like he's one of these people who you, I mean, it's unfair to judge people, but he definitely had strange social interactions and he also had very strange um, interactions with Katie, which makes me feel like he might have some sort of, I don't know, what am I trying to say? I think he, what am I trying to say? <laughs> he was very socially awkward with a pretty young girl, which is my wife. She's a beautiful lady. So he's very socially awkward. So I don't know if he was just caught off guard because he was like oh this woman's appendix is about to burst and she's gonna die or if she was he was like uh she's attractive and i don't know how to handle it so i, I don't know whatever take take with you will, that what you will but they couldn't find a vein because katie like they were trying to give her an iv and then um they couldn't find it so they stick her like seven times and she's super like sketched out on needles so she's like crying super intense situation it's covid so i'm like distanced away wearing a mask we're trying to figure out the health insurance it was just a super chaotic situation so they end up getting the iv in her and then they're like well we're gonna have to take her to another hospital because <laughs> we can't do anything for you guys we're basically like a jam and gym if you know what jam and gym is shouts out to the homies from northern virginia jam and gym is like a little indoor amusement park and so she ends up needing an ambulance so they scurry an ambulance over there and all the while i'm like um, she's in pain. So she, she can't like figure out the insurance. I'm like on two hours of sleep, um, in my PJs in this hospital that I'm kind of like, I'm having to like s sort of not put brass to, but like, that's the term that comes up for me. I like, have to be very clear and stern with my expectations because she is uncomfortable and sick and needs help. And, you know, I don't want to speak ill of this hospital, but you know, they didn't seem like they 
were well equipped to contend with our needs, right? So I had to be very clear on, and so it was taxing. And so I'm on the app trying to figure out like, is this going to cost me $20,000 to get a 45 minute? Cause we had to go another like 45 miles or an hour up the road to Odessa, Texas. Like, is this going to cost me like 10 grand out of pocket? If it does, like it's my wife's life, like I'll pay it. Right. I, but, um, so I'm trying to figure that out. Turns out it only cost me $150, a ka-ching and she lived to tell the tale. So she gets to Odessa and then I can't even stay the night with her because of COVID. And at this hospital, they're actually like paying attention to COVID protocols. And there's all these sorts of other little stories in there. I, I got attacked by a dog while waiting for her in the hospital. So that's crazy. I saw a guy pass out in the middle of the ER uh, while I was waiting to go up and see her while they were taking her away for surgery. But long story short, she was a trooper, man. And, um, why did I bring that story? I brought that story up because like that incident, luckily my wife is healthy and fine, but it like cut off our experience for our travel. So we still traveled because she wanted to, I wasn't like, Hey, we're still doing this trip. She wanted to, you know, she was, she was like, I'm going to feel better in a couple of days. We'll just lay low and chill. And then, um, eventually, you know, we'll get after it. So we drove to Arizona, ended up, doing some, she had to walk in order to like get her abdominal muscles after the surgery to like re-engage her abdominal muscles. Um, and so she had to walk. So we did some light hiking in Sedona, which was really cool. And, uh, she was just a trooper, man. She crushed it, but she wants to go back out to Texas and the Arizona area so that we can sort of redo what it is that we missed. And, um, I'm looking forward to it. So we're doing another trip this summer. I think we're going to hit Arizona. We're going to hit, um, New Mexico probably won't go back up to Utah and Colorado, but uh, I think I'm going to take the podcast on the road and see what that's like. Maybe I can talk her into doing a podcast with me because I really enjoyed talking with my buddy Logan last week. It was, uh, it was really cool to have someone else on the podcast to sort of jump ideas off of. And there is a, um, depth of awareness that is available when you're doing a podcast that isn't available in normal conversation. In fact, after the podcast, uh, Katie and I went out with him and his girlfriend who he talks about in the podcast cause she helped crew for him. And we were like talking about the podcast and then we just kind of like talked for like three hours. We had a really awesome conversation, but it's still like, there's something about sitting in a podcast that makes it way more resonant with the conversation. You are dialed in to what the other person is saying. So uh, yeah, I'm thinking about having more guests on the podcast. I'm thinking about, again, convincing my wife to do it a bit more. Um, one of our early, early, like this was, I, th I think we were st still doing entirely remote teaching, not like Google meet teaching, but like sending home Google forms and worksheet teaching. Um, last spring, I think we did a podcast about a year ago um, that I have up on, um, on all the platforms. I think it's called like married couple during COVID teaching. I don't know. I don't know what it's called, <clears throat> but that's the only podcast that I got her to do. And, uh, I think she would be a benefit to the people listening. Cause she really knows her stuff when it comes to teaching. So it'd be really cool to interview her, like not as my wife, but as like a professional teacher. Cause she's like in the top she's in the 95th percentile of teachers. I'm confident. I mean, I've met a lot of teachers in my life and I am a teacher and she is up there. I mean, she really knows her stuff. And when we're at like 
parties or bonfires or whatever we're hanging out with other people you know she's she's fun and casual but then as soon as someone starts talking about teaching people how to read or homeschooling she is like boom dialed in ready to have a conversation so it's really cool to see that um yeah i did a i actually did another interview uh someone invited me on their podcast this guy named jake he does a podcast called introspective and it's all about um using introspective tools for uh entrepreneurs and business people and that was a fun experience because i've never been on someone else's podcast but as this podcast builds and grows um I think that there's more opportunities to do that sort of thing. And it was really interesting to see how I run my podcast and see how he runs his podcast because they're different. I mean, his is a guest based podcast, whereas this is primarily like that was Layla coughing. Whenever she drinks water, she coughs. If you know what that is, should I bring that up to my vet? Should I talk to my vet about that? But yeah, he does his podcast totally differently, man. It's, um, it's polished, not in a bad way, but it's, I, what I like about this is that it's just totally free form. Like I, I sit down, I got a couple notes here. I got some things I want to talk about if I lose my train of thought, but I think one of the big benefits of having a podcast is that, um, it's an opportunity to think through what I'm thinking about. And I think if, if everybody had an opportunity to just speak freely, I think we would have a much better understanding of our internal structures as well as how to communicate them to other people. And so I podcast um, mostly for me. And I know that there's people listening and every podcast I post, I have more and more people listening and that's awesome, but I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it um, at this point for me so that I can start to think more clearly and understand um, how to work with the thoughts that I have and how to share them with people. So speaking of, I'm going to sip a coffee here. I feel like I've, I'm, I've been racing through this first 22 minutes of the podcast. I think I'll do a 30 minute one tonight. Keep it at a tight 30. The podcast I did with Logan was an hour and a half, which was long. And I like the idea of having 30 minuteers. I like the idea of doing some 60 minuteers, but I'm committed. I am committed to doing this weekly. I think I'm, I'm at, a, I'm right now where I am with the podcast. I don't have any banked, which means that I got to bank a couple because otherwise if something happened, if something had happened today, like I blew out a tire Monday's the day that I can really do it. So I got to start banking a couple of these in some free time. But, um, yeah, loving the podcast, man. I got a I got a message from someone on YouTube. They wanted me to talk about the law of attraction. And so, I don't know, I'll talk about the law of attraction a little bit. So, for me, the law of attraction has been If you don't know what the law of attraction is, the law of attraction is a thing that came out from this book, The Secret. And the idea of it is that if you do a vision, I actually have a vision board in here. I did it with a yoga teacher training and on my vision board, I have a picture of David Goggins, a picture of a Yeti, a picture of someone teaching a yoga class, a van, Anthony Bourdain, a picture, a bunch of millennials dancing around a van and this guy who is every bit of 85 years old 
but looks really fit and is in these like old man workout clothes. Like he just got back from a run. So that's a vision board, right? Um, and so the law of attraction, as I understand it, is the idea of creating intention around what you want out of your life. And I think that if you come to that with a really skeptical mind, the way that you translate it is this. If I make a vision board and I think hard enough, I expect that I will become a billionaire and be six foot three with 8% body fat and everyone will love me. When in reality, as I understand a more nuanced understanding of what the law of attraction, which like it's not a law, but it's like the idea of setting intention is what I would rephrase all of the law of attraction stuff to is to setting attention and getting clear on what you want. I think all it is is a tool to keep your focus on the things that you want in life because the things, so Ramdas says, you know, I'm balding. And if I worried about, I, I'm not balding. Maybe I am a little bit. But Ramdas says, if I'm thinking about the fact that I'm losing my hair all of the time, when I go out into the street, all I will see is other people who are losing their hair. And so, and neurobiologically, we know that this is true. So if people are focused on something, that is what they see. The, we, the world we experience delineated through our five senses is only a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the world that is available to us through sensory experience. And so our th inner thoughts and monologues are really important when it comes to what we actually see and notice in the world. And so as I understand it, the law of attraction, the way that I use, I don't really use it, but like the way that I think about how one could use the idea of law of, of attraction effectively would be allowing yourself to take time to set intention about the things that you're looking for out of your life. Because if we're consistently focused on the things we don't want in our life, like balding, all we're going to notice is the fact that everyone's losing their hair, metaphorically speaking. And so the problem with the law of attraction is that when you, if you watch any documentary or read about the law of attraction, it has been co-opted by people who are trying to sell you get rich quick schemes or the idea it's it's like what i talked about a couple podcasts ago it's like you know people are getting wealthy out there in the world telling you that you can be wealthy when in reality the real thing we should be thinking about in our life is how can i be fulfilled and live my life in a meaningful way money will solve all of your money problems but eventually you're going to have to address the other problems too so might as well start with the stuff that you can handle in your everyday life on a daily basis and then um you know, wealth, if that's something that happens, it's what happens. But the law of attraction, as I understand it, is a tool. It's lang it's putting language around something that the yoga, the yogis have always talked about, which is if you go into something with a clear head and you set an intention, you will get fundamentally different outcomes than if you're randomly allowing yourself to go through your life as or if you are focusing on the things that you don't want because you know you're going to attract the things that you focus on and so can you make a vision board with a yacht on it and a picture of conor mcgregor and a nice suit and then become that without working your tail off and making consistent improvements in whatever aspect of your life that would require you for you to have that yacht and to have conor mcgregor suit no you got to actually do the work but you're not even going to see the work to be done if you don't set your intention. 
it's like, um, you know, Jordan Peterson, I saw him in a lecture talk about this once. He said, start and allow yourself to do it badly because whatever path you're on, if you just start it, you'll be from point A to point B. And then when you're at point B, you can see things that you couldn't have seen from point A. And so it's sort of like you're zigzagging your way through from B to C to D, so on and so forth, until you can get to the next one where you can see a clearer step from there. So all progress in life is incremental and perfection is the opposite of what we should be trying. We should just be doing things and making things like this podcast. I'm getting better at it every single time I do it. And there's a whole host. I was thinking about the podcast today on my way here. I was like, I think the introduction is too long because people are tuning out on YouTube. I should just get right into the podcast when I post it on YouTube in the audio format. I'm going to keep the intro, but I think I might record two different intros. And if I had never started this, I would never have figured that out because I wouldn't be thinking about it. I wouldn't be trying to improve on it because the decisions that I see in front of me now, I couldn't see in front of me when I was sitting still doing nothing. Yeah. I think that's a good place to end it. Button this up with the idea of go do something. And know that once you do it, you'll be able to see the next thing to do. So what is the thing you can do right now? Start as small as it is. I got a stack of papers over here that I, when I started recording, I was like, I got to hide those papers. I got a stack of papers. That's a simple thing. If I fix that, I might see the next thing to work on. All right, guys. I'll see you on the next one. There's a quick one for you. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, whether wherever you're listening to it, because it makes a huge difference when it comes to people discovering it naturally. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Episodes drop on Sundays uh, via Spotify and iTunes, and they come out on Friday if you're interested in the video on my YouTube channel, which is Aaron Wayne Yoga underneath the AWP podcast. Or I guess Aaron Wayne podcast, AWP, you know what I'm saying. Uh, hit me an email, hello at AaronWayneYoga.com, and follow on Instagram at AaronWayneYoga. Catch you on the next one.